Murphy is a lyrical, is, is a lyric. Party on a turn, party on a turn, party on. <laughs> this video is awesome. I remember the video they're all somewhat. Out, they're all hanging out in the studio, just you know, yeah. doing you know, bumps of coke. <laughs> Watching Eddie Murphy try to sing, but they're... Murphy trying to do his best Michael Jackson impression. <laughs> they're <trying>. <laughs> <laughs> They're kissing his ass, too, because, you know, he's got all the money. Didn't they end up at a party at the end of this video with a chick in a red dress or something? I, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding it while I'm, I'm, you know, doing the YouTube thing. A bunch of Rick James. Yeah. I don't, Rick, it's Rick been James a while. Rick James comes out in a red dress. <laughs> I could see that. All right. So we are back on uh, JB's Driving Podcast. We, this is uh, uh, week two of uh, our review of our Black History Month of uh, Coming to America. Yes. And if you haven't go back and listen to the first episode, we do kind of a mini bio on uh, Eddie Murphy. Yep. Uh, and we talk about a bunch of other shit. Now, this episode, we're going to do a mini bio on... Uh uh, 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 Jesus Christ, I'm blanking on the fucker's name. Um, Arsenio Hall. Arsenio Hall. There was uh, this movie, Harlem Nights, and the show, the Arsenio Hall show. That's pretty much the entire thing. Was that it? <laughs> he didn't do much else. I feel like he was like in a Sylvester Stallone. We do Rocky. I want to do Rocky. We're supposed to do Rocky. Yes. That was, you know, it was supposed to be after the WrestleMania, the uh, WrestleMania episode. We were looking at doing Rocky. Then we'll do Rocky after the WrestleMania episode. We might need to push it because we still haven't done the. This episode was supposed to be Fatal Attraction, right? And the next one is uh, <coughs> the WrestleMania episode, which is going to be, um, fucking the the the, the WCW movie. Ready to rumble. Ready to rumble. Well, we'll figure <clears throat> it out. Yeah. Maybe April will be Fatal Attraction to Rocky. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever order, I don't really give a shit. No. And then May starts our summer blockbuster. Well, May is, uh, the end of May is Jaws 3. Yes. But I don't know what we're doing in the beginning of May. Um, we hadn't decided yet. We'll figure it out. Hmm. Terms of endearment. Hmm. Mannequin. <laughs> we get a Bernie's. We get a Bernie's. I don't know. <laughs> Shitty fucking late eighty movies. Soul Man. <laughs> they were the best though, dude. Late eighties movies were the best, man. We do have a special coming eventually, but we don't even want to bring. We don't even want to talk about that. No, yet. we don't. No, be a watch along. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> I put on Adventures in Babysitting. Speaking of Disney Plus, the original or the new one? The original one. I love the original one. Um, and and I must talk Keith Coogan, baby. I must talk about her more than I, I do. I thought I did, because as soon as I turn on the movie, because Mika's never seen it. Yeah. And then she was like, "Oh, I know why we're watching this." I'm like, "Why?" Because Elizabeth Shue. Because she's it. I'm like, "Oh, come on! How do you?" She's hot. She was still so pretty goddamn good looking when you got to uh, CSI. I didn't see CSI. Yeah, she was in the like the later seasons of CSI, and uh, the only time I saw her that I didn't really think she looked that good was leaving Las Vegas. Mm. She, I didn't think she was very good looking in that. I did. I did. Maybe yeah, I just didn't. I don't know. She should be in a Rome TV series on Netflix. <laughs> know what I'm I don't saying? Know. I I don't really remember her doing nudity. Uh, I'm sure she has, but I don't know. I'm I'd be surprised if it wasn't in Leaving Las Vegas. I think she might have on Leaving Las Vegas. But um, she was always the girl next door. Yeah, she's so good looking. And um, 
by the time she was not the girl next door anymore, she was kind of, I think she was having her own family at that point because she kind of disappeared. She did a couple movies. She did like the Fart uh, and Win. The Invisible Man movie with uh Isn't there a, like a sequel? Isn't there like an Invisible Man movie coming out? Yeah. It doesn't it's different though. It's not like any of the other Invisible. This one is basically a Me Too movie. It's it's a woman who's getting uh stalked by an invisible man, is what it is. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein is an invisible man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm not saying it's going to be bad, because it, it, the trailers I've seen don't look too bad. But uh, Apparently, after his sentence, he just took the walker and threw it away or no, something. No, he didn't, really. Apparently, he did. I, I know he got guilty for two and off for three. Yeah. But How I don't do know what it's what. How do you feel about that? I think... Honestly, how do you feel about that? I don't think he raped anybody. I think he used his position to have sex with women mm-hmm. who had every choice in the world to say no. Yeah, which some women did. Yes. Um, now, do I, do I think that Hollywood itself is a corrupt institution? Yes. yes. Hell fucking yeah. Fuck yes. And, you know, the, the, the women that get the roles are the hot young women. For a reason. <clears throat> well, I don't, I don't know that it's a good reason. Megan Fox was a horrible actress. Horrible. Horrible, horrible actress. Horrible. She was hot as shit. Whatever happened to her anyway? Uh, I guess she lost some of her looks and they no longer wanted a, a <laughs> woman who's got a major fucking attitude yeah. and uh, basically sat there and said her uh, director was a piece of shit who happened to be one of the biggest directors in Hollywood at the time. Richard Bay? Was it... That's Michael Bay, but... Whatever his name is. It was either Michael Bay or or one of them. Uh, It was the Transformer guy. Yeah, Whoever the hell that was. Richard Bay. And Michael Bay, asshole. And um, he goes by Dick Bay, sir. Hey, uh, special shout to Scott Sugartit Schaefer. Um, Uh, Congratulations. One month and one week. Uh, Go fuck yourself. All right, let's continue going on. What? Go on yourself for what? That motherfucker tries to harass me whenever he has a chance to, and he fails miserably. <sighs> I could see that. We need to get him back on the show again. You need again. to stop talking shit about him. That's what you need to do. Don't we have a guest coming on the next show? Yes. Brian Griffith is coming. Yeah. Scott might come, too. Both of them? Yeah. I didn't even think Scott liked wrestling. Doesn't matter. He loves wrestling. Does he? Yes. Wow, I didn't know that. He loves wrestling. He's a big just, fan of the he, he just he loves wrestling men <laughs> naked <laughs> in a big pit. He's a big fan of uh, ancient Greece. Yes. And pirates. Grudge matches. <laughs> Shakespeare and all your fucking stupid conspiracy theories that nobody believes. What the fuck is all that about? <laughs> Jesus. Can we okay, let's just do this fucking movie. Um now we only have we you know we haven't even started it we Can didn't s- we didn't start it at all last week we didn't so so uh, iconic start to this movie go ahead fucking come on dude the royal penis is clean your highness <laughs> no, no. come on dude I, I wanna, every I, piece I, I, okay. of that start uh, every the first five minutes of this movie it's, it's all is about, so it's ridiculous all, yeah, the thing is the, okay that scene yes all right. Again, I credit to where credit is due. My dad, <laughs> okay, did not give a shit. Nope. When I watched, of course not. So when I saw them chocolate titties, he didn't even flinch. <laughs> and I was like ten. Chocolate titties. Chocolate titties. Um. Shout out to uh, <laughs> something to wrestle with. But. I remember he he would take me to these damn radar movies, though. Yeah. He didn't care. Didn't give a shit. Now, nah, my kid, my mother was vehemently against, against it. R-rated movies. My, my dad, hey, guy, hey, oh, want to go yeah. see a movie? He just was like, I need, I, he's like, I want to go see this movie. I want to see some chocolate My titties. dad, my son's going to come with me. 
Meanwhile, I'm watching Ancient Room, and titties all over the place, and yep. three-year-old heroes there. What's that soon? Um, well, my kids watch whatever with me. So, yeah, so There's very few movies that I won't let my kids watch. There are things that go over the edge. Like The Family Stone. The Family Stone's a horrible movie. I don't even remember that one. Diane Keaton. I probably wouldn't watch it myself now, then. Speaking of Me Too, how the hell did she fall and slip in the cracks? <laughs> what about Cher? How did the hell did she fall between the cracks? I don't know. How did she get in the Who the hell would want to sleep with that? Cher was a huge star at one point. Yeah. So was Diane Keaton. People must have been. I mean, let me put it to you this way. You know, everybody, well, I'm not sure how many people actually know, but Michael Keaton's real name is Michael Douglas. He changed his name, obviously, because there was another Michael Douglas, and he took Keaton from Diane Keaton because he was infatuated with Diane Keaton at the time. Did he sleep with her? I don't think he slept with her, no, but I'm just saying that's where he took his name from. Batman is what we're going to do on early May. Batman's a great movie. Batman. The original Batman? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Where do you rank Michael Keaton on the, on the batman no meter Mm. Hmm. Either uh, he's close to number one. Close to number one. Maybe number two behind Adam West. Uh, I'm talking about the movies. Adam West did a movie. (laughs) Okay, from Batman on. Uh, Number one. I think he's number one. Better than Bale. Yes. Because as much as I liked those movies, I hated the the voiceover shit. I hated that shit. I mean, it it was stupid. It it didn't, I guess it didn't bother me when I first watched it. And then when I, when everybody started pointing it out and I went back and watched the movie, I'm like, yeah, he really kind of overdid it a little too much. It was ridiculous. Um, I mean, but, you know, if you're talking about the movie, I think the best movie was. Uh, the dark Dark Knight Rises. Or, I'm sorry, the the Dark Knight, which was the uh, Bane. No, not the Bane one. That's Dark Knight Rises, isn't it? I thought Batman Begins, Batman. You talking about the Joker one? Yes. Yeah, that's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but I did like the the Keaton ones. Of course, I hated George Clooney. Um, <laughs> what about Ben Affleck? I love fucking Val Kilmer. Yeah, but I. Didn't think he was a great Batman. Val, Val Kilmer is an underrated actor. I he love Val Kilmer. Great as Jim Morrison. He he is. Oh fuck you with that. He is, but come on. I I hate the Doors. Didn't your cousin? Yes. Think he, <laughs> just let it go. He thought he was Brad Pitt and Jim Morrison. Uh, whatever. I just let it go. Um. This is the end. Jesus Christ. I hate My that fucking song, only dude. Friend, I hate that fucking song. Because the jukebox had the long version of it. <laughs> so it's like 11 minutes long. Or 8 minutes long or some Did nonsense like that. we put that song on repeat yeah. at the Pizza Hut? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a Matt Cramer. No, 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 no. At the pi- we did... um. Some shitty song. I thought it was the Macarena that we put it on like for twenty times in a row. Yeah, it was I either Mac. It was either some. It was something bad, and it, it was so goddamn annoying. And then we just kind of left. Yeah, we did it. We, we were literally on our way out. Yeah, holding yeah, yeah, yeah. up there pizza, saying, "You got ten bucks. Put ten bucks in the fucking jukebox. Put some song on repeat and left." We did that. <laughs> We did it there. We did it double T. Yes, we did. <laughs> Fucking honeybee back when they had jukebox in there. We didn't give a shit. Wherever we went, we would find one of the worst songs on there and just fucking drop 10 bucks in there and, and just keep replaying the same song over and over again. Always remind, especially after the uh, fucking Pivens did that in PCU. Remember that yes, shit? Yes. What a great movie. afternoon delight. <laughs> this is a great, great that that fucking movie is so goddamn funny because it kind of foretold Farver. 
That fucking movie, like, really. It was so good. Nostradamus wrote that damn script. So Gosh. coming to America. Yeah, please. First five minutes, you're seeing Eddie Murphy, who is Prince Akeem, living this lavish lifestyle. Yeah, and one some of, of the scenes in that is so one, good. One, well, he's like, he's got like a zoo outside. <coughs> and, and one of the best parts is this whole, he's in this hot tub, and he just has this joy of, like, this look of like, I don't want to say contempt. Contempt. Or, or, or content. Content. And then out of nowhere, just... But then he's just kind of bored with it as well. Kind of bored with it. So, and out of nowhere, this big-breasted woman just pops out from underneath, holding, like, <laughs> her hands on there, holding like a sponge. The royal penis is clean, your highness. The royal penis is clean, your highness. So... And it's the. <laughs> that's the important part. The, the, the royal, royal penis. penis. Imagine we thought it was bad a few weeks ago or a couple months ago. Like, you know, this is your big breakthrough role. Like, <laughs> the woman. <laughs> Imagine being the agent, the caller. Guess what? <laughs> You're you not going to believe this. You get to. We got your spot. Eddie Murphy's penis. We got, we got your spot in Eddie Murphy's next film. Oh, really? <laughs> well, am I going to be his girlfriend for well, about two minutes? <laughs> I mean, in a way. <laughs> can you hold your breath underwater for a little bit? Huh? Listen. Uh, You're going to wash Eddie Murphy's penis. <laughs> <laughs> but even better than that, I, I mean, that's that's obviously the the key line in that whole five minute sequence. Oh, it's the best. But the best fucking part to me is is when he gets out and he's getting his teeth brushed and then he's gargling and they fucking oh yeah, yeah. that thing on his throat yeah, to yeah. gargle. He for doesn't him. do anything. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> this guy lives a life of luxury. Uh, and then and it pops up later when he's like, "I am twenty one years old and I've never." <laughs> I've never wiped my own bottle. <laughs> and his father was like, I've done it once. <laughs> it was very unpleasurable. Yeah. So, so, Jesus we mentioned last, you know, his, his, uh, so, <coughs> Jesus, you still got that cold. It's not, a, it's, it's just residual shit. Mm. So, um, so he's supposed to get in this, this prearranged <laughs> marriage shit. Yeah. And he's just not into it. No, he wants he he's afraid that he's not gonna love his wife. He's to not be. gonna love his wife, of course, because he's never met her. Right, and his dad, James Old Jones, who plays the king, and and uh, reassures him, this, "I did it, and all this shit." Yeah, this you know, is all how it's always been. Always been this is the way it is with you know, men of power. With men, of, and, and 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 of note, James Old Jones and his wife also played. Um, the King and Queen and the Lion King. Really? Didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's in my notes here. It's oh, uh, that's cool. Uh, uh, James Earl Jones and Mage Sinclair um, were, were the King and Queen in uh, the Lion King. Okay. So, um, yeah, so he basically said, you know, yeah, when we first got together, his, actually his mother said, when we first got together, we really didn't, you know, love each other, but we grew to love each other and have feelings over time. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just the way it's always been. Mm -hmm. um, so he he kind of walks off. That That's the big scene where they've got the big, huge table. Yes. Where he's at one end and his parents are at the other end, and he gets up and starts walking over, and the rose bearers come <laughs> yes, and start ro throwing roses <laughs> At his feet, which he do, they do it at the beginning of the movie, and then he's like, "It's just like this. Why do the people need to throw petals?" And you are a king's son. Should you not walk on the petals of roses? And then, it, and of course, everything to him is just, "Well, we're just going to put an end to this." You know, the, yeah. the king just doesn't really understand the doesn't issue understand. at all, yeah, and understand. he never really does until, of course, the very, very end right. of the movie. Um, so he's, he's just like. The queen. When it, for, from this point on, anyone who throws rose petals at the feet of my son will answer to me. Um, and, and 
you see the three rose petals <laughs> whirls <laughs> back away, yeah. which is great. Um, so anyway, then you, you meet... Uh, yes, your queen! That's not yet. <laughs> then you meet Arsenio Hall, who plays his, the best friend role. Uh, and of course, he's kissing the queen and king's ass. And then the, they take off and they start fighting with each other. Uh, yes. doing their exercises, and that's when he has the whole conversation of, uh, you know, you, you could have a woman who would do anything you ask, mm-hmm. but you'd rather have a woman who, you know, you, who uh, has his own opinion. Right. And he's like, you know, you would share your bed with a, with a fool. Mm-hmm. Just, you, you, you know, and, and you can basically get the sense of where he's going with this, that he wants... Someone who will challenge him yes, he as wants a person. To, uh, yes. Not somebody who's just He's subservient. Gonna, yes. They're more so, world penis cleanings. We know that Eddie Murphy's kind of like the hero. Yes. At he this is point. a protagonist. He is a forward thinking and progressive. And you can see where right. And you can see <laughs> where <laughs> the best friend is kind of stuck in the whole you know, I just take the big titty woman that <laughs> that does whatever I want. He's the forward-thinking progressive who's had his royal penis clean one too many times. One too many times. So anyway, um, doesn't put up a protest when it's happening. Oh, of course not. <laughs> so forward-thinking progressive. We flash forward to the next night, and that's when he's going to basically get married. Uh I mean, it was kind of unclear to me. It kind of felt like this was the introduction mm-hmm. because you never there was no priest there to marry him. No, this is Zamunda. Right, they this don't have is Zamunda. Vanessa Bell. Yes. So, <laughs> so Paul Bates your queen. does his <laughs> queen. He's a queen. I can't even do that voice, See, dude. I can do it now because I've been sick. My I, fucking, you know, Megan says I sound like Shawn Michaels. Okay. I could see that I'm a little just bit. A sexy boy. Sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. Sexy boy. I'm just a sexy boy. You know what I've heard, <laughs> and I don't know if this is true, that Vince McMahon does the voice for the sexy boy stuff? I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised at all. <laughs> Vince McMahon is one of my heroes. I love Vince. He is one of my He's fucking a nut. heroes. <laughs> he gets such a bad rap, but he, he's, he's a, a crazy shit. motherfucker. Anyway, so... um. So basically, they do this big, huge ceremony, ceremony where, where they're in. dancing and they're doing all this crazy shit. And then she walks into Paul Bates singing, She's your queen <laughs> to be. She's your queen to be. Perfection. <laughs> Perfect. Perfection. <laughs> His song is so <laughs> fucked up, too. It is. Because he's just like, <laughs> He's She's going, Yo. Vision of desire <laughs> to do whatever his highness <laughs> desires. So anyway, she shows up and she's like, can I speak with you for a moment? And goes to the back room and then you have, of course, one of oh, the best scenes in the movie. I want to do this first. That Apparently, you know that big old entrance they did all that dance and all that yes, shit? Yes, yes. Paula Abdul choreographed that shit. That makes sense. Yeah. That would have been right around that time. Yeah. 1985, 1986, when Paul Abdul was no longer a L.A. Laker cheerleader, she became the singer. She was, she's one of the... And dancing with MC Scat Cat. (laughs) It's also... Scat Cat? This is... Oh, yeah, that's... Don't you remember the cartoon that she danced in the one fucking video? Yes. What was the song, um... It wasn't her first big one. It was the second big one. Uh, opposites attract. Yeah, opposites you know, attract. That's it. Ain't no difference. It's a matter of she's a queen. I don't know who did the rap in the song, though. I can't remember. Um, it's also speculated since uh, John Landis was on there that some of the uh, dance moves were based off the Thriller video. Uh, I guess I could see that. Anyway, um, we're gonna get to New York. Oh, you want to talk about the scene where he tells her to? Yes. Jump on so, the- of course, he's trying to have a conversation with this woman 
who has been trained to do whatever he says. Yes. So he's like, you know, what kind of movies do you like? Whatever kind of movies you like. Mm. And then he's like, <laughs> the best thing is, <laughs> I command you to not listen to me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, he does the bark like a dog. Hop on one foot. Bark like a big dog. <laughs> make, a, make a noise like an orangutan. <laughs> Hop on one foot, yep. and that's when the king comes in and sees her <laughs> <laughs> sitting there going, ooh, 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 hopping on one foot. He's all proud. Ah, so I see you're getting along, <laughs> in his best uh, Darth Vader voice. Yep. Um, so then they walk outside, and he has the talk with his, uh, Akeem has the talk with his father and says, you know, he wants to, he wants to find a woman who can think for himself. Who can think for himself. And, of course, he doesn't listen to a word he fucking says. No. He's like, my son wants to soil his royal oats, you know? Because right. the only thing he takes away from it is, I've never left the... the Zamunda. Zamunda. Never left Zamunda. So... Would you leave Zamunda? No. Exactly. That's a fucking... Paradise. Hello, Babar. <laughs> <laughs> we, we'd be in Zamunda. I, We'd stay in Zamunda. I always loved that line, the hello, Babar, and it always makes me think of Fletch. Oh. And, he's, and he's like... How much time <laughs> would you spend in the tub? In the tub? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. Well, <laughs> I don't know. That's a hot-ass <laughs> woman there. Anyway, so, you know, the, he he doesn't understand any of it because he's trying to explain to him... Like, initially, he's like, I always thought you had sex with your bathers. I know I do. <laughs> and then, um, so then he's like, oh, you want you want to soil royal oats? And, you know, he was going on a trip and blah, blah, blah. So then him and Arsenio Hall are trying to decide where they go. They decide. New York City. They flip a coin, and they decide New York City. And then they look at the map, and they're like, where does one go to find a woman of grace? Queens. <laughs> so they decide to go to Queens. So they fly to America. Um, and there's another cameo who this guy was kind of big at the time and then he just kind of went away. It was um the the cab driver. I can't think of his fucking name now. Doesn't really no. matter. He was big for a minute. Um got a lot of smaller roles. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, of course he was in this. I think he was a stand-up comic, but I think he was a smaller name stand-up comic. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. So anyway, he they go. They decide to go to Queens, and you know he's talking to the cab driver. He's like, "Take us to the most common part," and he's like, "Oh, well, if that's what Queens got, a lot of common parts." So they go. They finally get there, um, and he's got what eighteen huge bags, bags and all, all these big, huge trunks yes. and shit of stuff. So they get there. And uh, he's going to rent a place, and they go in to talk to the guy. And when they come back out, all of their all shit's, all their been, shit's stolen. been stolen. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so, um, then they're under, they're under the guise of a foreign exchange, a foreign student. Remember that, right? Right, because they we are very poor. So, so they start to search for his bride. And he's like, "Is it very poor? Oh, it's a real shithole." <laughs> That's actually the. Uh, that's the second time. The first time is when they go into the room and he's like, I got a room, it's got a window, it just stares at a brick wall. And he gets in there and they have the chalk outline on yeah, the floor. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's a damn shame what they did to that dog. <laughs> he's another guy who was kind of big for a minute, but I can't think of his name now. Um, Frankie, uh, Frankie Faison. Frankie, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, was, he was big. So they end up at that... Um, a uh, rally raising money for the inner city, and that's where Akeem encounters Lisa McDowell, who possesses all the quality he's looking for. Well, no, they haven't gotten there yet. Are you sure? Yeah, because they go to the bar first. Oh, that's <clears throat> so they get there, and he's just like, let's just find your queen. So they that's go to that- a bar, and they start seeing all these different women, and they're all just freaks just shows for different reasons. Like, right. one is, I was... Joan of Arc in a former life, yeah, and she's yes. got the flame under her hand. Yeah. One is Arsenio Hall. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the best one, of course. He's just like, I'll tear you apart, <laughs> and your friend too. <laughs> and uh, then you had um, 
uh, the Satanist, and mm-hmm. there was a couple other. Oh, the rappers, the salt and pepper type yes, rappers. Yes. Um, my name is Peaches, and I'm the best. All the rappers want to touch my breast. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, Anyway, so that whole scene's really good. Um, Then uh, let's see what else. Uh, Oh, so that's it. So then he goes to Mighty Sharp and he asks them, "Where do where does one go to find a a decent woman?" Mm -hmm. And he says, "You got to go to church." Mm -hmm. So they go to this rally, which is kind of just like a. like a church rally yeah. to for money for, for, for the community. Yeah, the inner city community. Um, and he gets there, and that's when you get Arsenio Hall, who plays the father, mm-hmm. um, the priest. Mm-hmm. Well, he's not a priest. He's a reverend, I think. Um, doesn't really reverend, matter. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, and he's an over-the-top, like, almost like an in, in, uh, evangelical-type oh, yeah. reverend. Reverend Brown. And... Um, he, uh, <laughs> so he's just like, uh, over the top. He's great. Yeah. So do they, can I get him? Oh, they do. Can uh, I get him? So then he introduced, you all know him <laughs> from the, the something episode of yes. what's yes. happening now or some <laughs> shit like that. It, it's great. He's, he's it's like, great. he's got one bit role. It's great. You all know him as. Billy. <laughs> Billy. Well, episode 13. <laughs> but anyway, he, so you have the lounge singer, uh, uh, the lead singer of Sexual Chocolate, who's played by Eddie Murphy. And he's, Randy Watson. Oh, my fucking God. Randy Watts. Randy Watson. Oh, oh, it was like he, he played Billy from <laughs> what? From That's My Mama. <laughs> It's something like that. I cannot remember, but I, I love that. I, I I remembered when I was a kid. I used to remember all these fucking lines. Yeah. And this time, I'm, my brain doesn't work as well. But anyway, um, so, you know, then you have this rendition of... <laughs> it, it's one of the things that, to this day, I still fucking sing it all the goddamn time is the... I believe the children are our future. Thank you. Nobody fucking clap. Oh, it's just the one guy. The one... The, the 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 you had the three barbers. One was Arsenio Hall. One was Eddie Murphy. And the other one, I don't even know who the other guy was. He was the short one. He was the one that was like, "This boy is good." <laughs> and he loved Watts, Reggie Watts. So um, uh, he he singing he sings the song and everything. And then afterwards, he's just like. I want you to put your hands together. Here you go. And welcome him to the stage. Big round of applause for Jackson Heights' own Mr. Randy Watson. Yes! Randy Watson. (laughs) That boy is good. (laughs) Good and terrible. And Reverend Brown. We are for the Reverend. This man's been my Reverend since I was a little boy, and I love him dearly. You're a very special man. Reverend Brown. Who kissed him? Reverend Brown, it feels so lovely to be here tonight. What a beautiful lot. Give yourselves a round of applause. You're so lovely. Everyone's so lovely. And um, while you're in the clapping mood, I'd like to give a big round of applause to my band, Sexual Chocolate. (laughs) Sexual Chocolate. They play so fine, don't you agree? I believe the children are our future. Thank you. (laughs) Teach them well, man. Let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. Make it easier. Some of the good stuff, right? Coming up. Want a Coke? Join the show. (laughs) Enjoy, young man. I decided long ago never to walk in any one shadow. If I fail, if I succeed, you can't take away my dignity. Be called the greatest love of all inside of me. Sexy chocolate!
are so fucking ridiculous. But it's great. <laughs> the air, the <laughs> finger pointing is. <laughs> Y'all can't see any of it. It's okay. We're entertaining ourselves. We are. Fuck it. Fuck you. So, uh, yeah, so this is the first time you get to see McDarrells. McDarrells. And, of course... McDowells. McDowells, sorry. McDowells. With John Amos Um, and his daughter, Lisa McDowell. Yeah. And so Lisa McDowell comes on and does a speech, (coughs) uh, you know, talking about giving back to the community and and all this other shit, and the kids are our future, and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And he immediately... Falls for this woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Murphy immediately falls immediately, for this woman. All the so, qualities he which, wants. Which is funny if you really think about it because the whole concept is he doesn't, he's not looking for a beautiful woman who will just, you know, just to be there. Mm-hmm. And yet he falls immediately in love with her even though he doesn't know anything about her, Nothing doesn't know her personality yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. All he knows is that she gave a speech. To, a, to give money back to the community. That's the only thing he knows about That's her. it. That's it. So, anyway, um, kind of goes against the whole concept. That's but okay. whatever. It's a comedy. Uh, so, he, meant, he ends up giving, like, a ton of money. Yeah. Uh, which, later on, she contributes that to her boyfriend, which we'll get to in a second. So, we go through that scene, and then... The next day is when Eddie Murphy decides he's going to get a job at McDowell's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at McDowell's, which is a, which is a ripoff of rip, McDonald's. Straight up ripoff of McDonald's. I, I, ironically, <clears throat> McDowell's was actually a Wendy's restaurant. Okay. It was actually a working restaurant. The store was um, a Wendy's that was soon to be closed. And, uh, Wendy's menu is visible in the restaurant above the cash register in the movie. Okay. Um, the use of the McDonald's uh, identity and manuals was approved by McDonald's Corporation. Yeah, that part's great. But That's later on in the movie. <laughs> but uh, still led to a lawsuit. What? Yeah, eventually apparently still led to a lawsuit. McDonald's still sued them, even though they gave them permission? Uh, yeah, it was uh, not McDonald's. It was a restaurant called McDowell's. Another restaurant called McDonald's. Oh, for Christ's yep. sakes, dude. It, yep. It's a comedy, for Christ's sakes. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. What, what, what do you expect? You know. <laughs> so um, they, you know, Eddie Murphy decides that he wants to get to know her, mm-hmm. and the only way to do that, of course, is to get a job yeah, at McDowell's entry level cleaning job. Right. So uh, then, of course, you have the usual comedy of errors where yes. you know he doesn't know anything about cleaning, cleaning or anything. So yeah. he's like, you he's can happy. Mop, you mop the floor, and he. He's got the mop bucket with the mop in it, and he's pushing it around in the circle. Yep. Um, and, and you know, so essentially, he, you know, he, he starts working there. Yeah, he, starts he starts learning how yeah, to do everything. Right. Uh, but he keeps insisting that they're poor students. Right. Poor foreign exchange students. Yes. That, that go to the university. The university. Yep. Which university? The university... <laughs> Of America. <laughs> Not very good at lying. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so he introduces himself to her, and she, of course, kind of just blows him off. Because she's got a boyfriend. She's got a boyfriend, and this is just some guy who started working at her father's restaurant. Right. Um, so then the boyfriend shows up, and this is your soul glow, Eric LaSalle. You could be all the things you Always wanted to be beautiful, <laughs> sexy, easiest one, two, three. Just let your soul <laughs> Just let it shine through. <laughs> Just let your soul Feel it all so silky smooth. Just let it shine through. Just let your soul So anyway, uh, nobody you know who wasn't alive in the '80s would even remember 
these kind of jerk care type products, <laughs> which is essentially just like this sprays that you would put that that mostly you know black people would put in their hair. <coughs> yep. Um, I guess to make they could sheen. have their hair, they would give a sheen, a and, sheen. and they'd be able to manage them a little yes. better. But that's pretty much the only reason that you would put it on. Yes. But it was a style in, in exactly basically in the early eighties. Uh, late seventies, early eighties, but whatever. Um, so he's the, the king of soul glow or the prince of soul glow. That's what they call them. That's what Louis Anderson calls them. Mm -hmm. Uh, so he shows up at the restaurant and she, you know, Lisa basically gives him credit for the big money that was left at the church and Mm -hmm. he takes credit for it. He immediately, you know, so, you know, he's a piece of shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, right away. <laughs> yes. He takes credit for the... <laughs> God, he, he didn't even give any money, of course. No, he didn't give any money, because right, when they were passing it around... He just passed he it just, by. You know, he gave it a one-off. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenio, they pass it to Arsenio Hall, and he puts the chicken bone in there. <laughs> donations. <laughs> what was I supposed to know? <laughs> anyway, so... Um. That's when he Eddie Murphy has the talk with Louis Anderson saying, "Oh, well, he he's must work employed. really hard and everything else." And uh, he's like, "No, you mean the Prince of Soul Glow? <laughs> you know, he got everything handed to from him from his daddy. From his daddy." So uh, he, you know, Eddie Murphy is kind of feeling things out, but not really pushing ahead. Mm-hmm. So then we get to what's the next piece? Is that where, where the announcement of the engagement? No, no, no. That's not yet. Wait, that's I? not until after Samuel L. Jackson. And Samuel L. Jackson doesn't happen until after the basketball game. Yeah. Shit. So they just they, they continue working yeah, we there. Continue. We don't need to go. I mean, and, uh, 42 minutes, so yeah. Okay. So they continue working <clears throat> there, and then after that, they... Um, the relationship, They're, he's starting to have a friendship with yes. her. He's having Continues talks with her, with, yes. and of course, um, you know, uh, 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 Semi, the best Semi friend, does not like doesn't living like in living in squalor. He's pissed off. Right. You know, he wants. You know, he, he's tired of living there. He's tired of working. Yes, he's tired of doing um, shit. And oh, okay. So then they have. The scene, the Mighty Sharp scene, that's the next piece. Mm-hmm. Because he sees that he's got the soul glow hair, so he thinks that that's how you get a woman in America. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Mighty Sharp. Now, he's got his uh, prince lock, which is essentially just like a rat tail. If you <laughs> if you know what a rat tail is, it's just a really, really, you know, one strand of hair, and he's grown it like three feet long and shit. So he goes into Mighty Sharp, <laughs> and uh, that's when they're having the whole argument about. Uh, aren't they have? Are they having the argument about the best boxer then? Oh, 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 uh, oh, uh, oh that's Cuba Gooden Jr. cameo. Yes, yes. Cuba Gooden Jr. is getting his hair cut, and uh, you know they. So he had a little cameo in this movie as well. And then, um, you know, Eddie Murphy comes in and he's like, I want my hair like that. And he's like, why do you want to put all that shit in your hair? You know, and then he starts feeling his head and he's like, what is this? Some kind of, well, he says something, Christ, I can't remember. And he's like, oh, it's just fruits and berries. <laughs> and he so, off his- <laughs> he's sitting there and he, He's like, he like walks up behind him and he s- clips off the the big ass long uh, prince's lock, and then he's like, "That'll be eleven dollars." <laughs> That's all he does. That's all he That'll does. be eleven dollars. He looks at and smacks it. And slips it. <laughs> what do you know from funny? So, um, yeah, they're having that big long argument about. Uh, Every time I'm talking about boxing, some white man's got to bring up Rocky Marciano. <laughs> Joe Lewis, Rocky Marciano, Rocky Marciano. He yep. beat Joe Lewis's ass. Yep. That's right. He did beat Joe Lewis's yep. ass. 
Joe Louis was 176 years old when he fought. <laughs> he watched the auto. <laughs> oh, fucking scene's great. There's just a lot of these just one-off scenes in this movie that are just phenomenal. I mean, I can't tell you enough to go watch this. Yeah, yeah I go watch it. Okay, let's continue on. Yeah, so anyway, he gets his, his thing cut off, and then he comes back, and he's working, and Lisa's sitting at a table with uh, the Soul Glow Prince, and the Soul Glow, oh, she walks into the back, and he walks up to the counter, and that's when John Amos gives him the customer's milkshake. Mm-hmm. Like, Louis Anderson was making a milkshake, and he just gives it, and, and uh, he just gives it to... Uh, the Soul Glow guy. The Soul Glow guy. Because <laughs> he's like, he looks up to him because he's got money. Right, because he wants, he wants his, daughter. his daughter to end yeah. up with money. Yes. You know, so. <laughs> the Soul Glow guy is just an asshole. He's just an ass. <laughs> so he sits down and he's having a talk with Lisa. And then uh, afterwards, uh, that's because the, the milkshake, that must have been the first talk. Yeah. I that must have been the first time because yeah. that at the end of that scene they're changing uh, him and Semi are Akeem and Semi are doing the trash mm-hmm. and he throws the the shake and it hits Akeem in the chest <laughs> and Semi starts laughing at him and then Akeem looks stares him down so anyway um then they had the scene in the in Mighty Sharp mm-hmm. then the next time mm-hmm. is when he sits down with Lisa and of course he's all regal and he's sitting with his back straight mm-hmm. and he's ha- you know having a talk with him with her and uh you know they're they're just kind of getting to know each other and that's when samuel L. jackson shows up mm-hmm. uh and he comes in to rob the place he, he robs it once a month or some shit <laughs> and him so basically akeem and semi uh disarm him with and take him sticks. down with the mob sticks yeah. and uh that's when you know the the daughter's just like, wow, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. So she said she ends up inviting him to go to the basketball game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, me, you know, it's be a double date. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's a date initially, but then she finds out it's a double date and it'll be him, her and the soul glow, and then her sister and Akeem. Mm-hmm. So they go to the basketball game. It's St. John's or something, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And um they uh, you know, they're in, in the basketball game. And, uh, you know, he doesn't really understand what's going on, and he's just kind of mimicking what everybody else around him is yelling. Mm -hmm. And that's when the sister puts the jacket on his lap and basically starts jerking him (laughs) off. Uh, And he gets up and starts yelling, (laughs) yes, yes! (laughs) Uh, Which, of course, it's halftime, and he's like, oh, it's my favorite time. So he he goes to the bathroom, and that's when he runs, the first time when he runs into... One of the people from uh, uh, Z- Zaire. Zaire, yeah, the uh, Zamanda. Zamanda, J- yes. uh, yeah. And then just the whole, oh, oh the prince, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, you know, he's trying to keep this guy from, you know, letting mm-hmm. everybody know that he's the prince. And this guy, you know, it's the best day of his life, yes, of course, because he, he met the, you know, Prince Akeem. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's a big deal to him. So, you know, he gets his friend and they take a picture of him. And, you know, she sees all this and he just kind of blows, blows it, it off. Tries to talk, yeah. Um, so then we flash forward to, oh, after uh, the um, he, the con- confrontation with um, Samuel, Jack- Samuel Jackson, John Amos comes to him and says, you know, I was really impressed with what you did. I don't think that guy's going to hit us again. You know, I got, you know, I got something special going on at my house on Sunday. Why don't you come on over? <laughs> so he thinks yeah, that he's getting in good with the father. Yeah. But, uh, you know. He gets there and he has to work the Right. He's there working <laughs> the party because the father's a total asshole. Yeah. And this is where. Um, <clears throat> this is where they. Announce the engagement. Right. His, the father and the. Soul Glow guy announced the engagement. Of course, one of the best scenes in this part, of course, is when you have him and the mother and the, the, the mother and the father and the grandmother sitting on the chair 
and they get up and they've got the big grease stains. <laughs> the grease stains, yeah, heads. yeah, they leave the grease stains because of the soul glow. Yeah. So, um, you know, they announce the engagement and Lisa's pissed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's outside on the swing and he, you know, uh, Akeem comes out yeah. to kind of, you know, give her some champagne and give her a jacket and be nice to her. And that's when she's like, you know, I'm not going to be pressured into marrying anybody, so forth and so on. <clears throat> oh, for Christ's sakes, dude! Well, didn't you have a write up for this? I did. I mean, I, I mean, you're. I'm, mine's more of a looking through the forest. So you're going through scene by scene. You know, I'm to the point where. You know, Am I missing anything? Well, you missed the one scene where uh, Arsenio does up the entire depart uh, apartment. When that hasn't to, happened yet. Well, it's. We haven't gotten there yet okay, okay. because they have this, and this is when she starts to see Akeem in a different way. Mm-hmm. And they go on a date. They go on a date, and that's the and that's when that's he, when he comes back Simi had park. made done the apartment. Yeah, up. The so he's like, "I need to warn you, my place is very poor." That's the very next scene, actually. Yes, yes. So because Simi's pissed off, and he's like, "I'm tired of living in squalor." He's like, "Okay, well, fix it up, but you will go to work." You just said that I wasn't there yet, and we're right there. Yeah, it's the next scene. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're well, that's there. what I was saying. We weren't there yet. It's well, we're the there next scene. Now, yeah. Sorry, buddy. Okay. You take it over. No, that's okay. You're doing a great job. Am I? Just a fucking great job. Jesus. We're at Christ. 51 minutes. 51? Yeah. What are we getting more time? We're at 51 minutes? Yeah. Holy Christ. Uh, okay, so fast forward. <laughs> um, all right, so she decides, okay, we're, we're going to go out to dinner. Uh, they go out to dinner together. Simi, oh, I'm sorry. Simi redoes the apartment and makes it like, you know. The, the shit. It's the Taj Mahal. Yeah, it's the Taj Mahal in this shitty uh, apartment building. So when oh, he okay. gets there, he's like, I need to let you know my place is very poor. And he opens the door. And he opens the door. Arsenio is in a hot tub. Yeah, he's in a hot tub. So he's like, no, no, we can't go in. And she's like, I know you're embarrassed. So we're going to go to dinner. So they go to dinner. And he had taken the money from Simi. And this, of course, gives you the trading places the trading flashback. Places so he's too. walking down, and he walks into the two white guys, Don Amici and uh, Ralph Bellamy, yeah. from Trading Places, trading places. Uh, and, who are the who play the brothers, yeah. Mortimer, Randolph, and, and Mortimer. Randolph and Mortimer. Yeah. Uh, We're back, Mortimer. We're back. So he had he had taken the money from Simi, <laughs> and he gave it to yes. Don Amici. and that's when they have that scene, which is kind of cool, and they play the Trading Places music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they continue on, and they're having dinner in this, in I believe, the same restaurant that uh, from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I believe yes. it is. Yes, um, where you see Rick Moranis. Yeah, in the, I yeah. think it's the same. I think restaurant. it is too. Yes. Anyway, so uh, they're sitting there, and Mortimer and uh, 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 Randolph. Randolph, thank you come up and knock on the window and say, hey, we'll do lunch and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So he kind of plays that off as well. Mm-hmm. The, you know, I just gave them some pocket change. Right. Uh, so then they are dancing in the restaurant, which is not really a dancing place. And that's when he tells her, you know, what about my sister? You know, I'm not interested. You know, what about, uh, yeah, what about your, my sister? And he's like, I'm not interested in your sister. And he's like, well, what about Soul Glow Guy? And she's like, I'm not interested in Soul Glow Guy either. So, you know, she's kind of figured out he's into her. Um, he pays. He goes to pay the bill, and she's like, if I wanted a rich guy, then I would be with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, we did miss the one thing, which was uh, he thought that he needed to get her something nice mm-hmm. and got her the ruby earrings. Yes. And, of course, he wrote on the thing, you know, from a secret admirer, not from Soul Glow Guy, which I can't think of his name. Um, <coughs> okay, Daryl Jenkins. Daryl, not not from Daryl. Anyway, so um, <laughs> then that's when the sister goes to hook up with Akeem, mm-hmm. and he she goes into the apartment with Semi, and Semi's in there. So Semi tells her that he's the prince, yes. and Akeem is his servant. Yep. Um, so she starts making out with him and that's when I think, uh, Akeem comes back and she leaves and then he tells her that, you know, he tells him this is a servant. Uh, so then we have a second date where they go to, um, to a museum. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And when they're at the museum... Uh, no. Doesn't Semi write a telegram to the, the king and queen? Yes. I think... During that scene. Yes. yes. So... Saying, like, you know, tired as No, shit. it couldn't have been. It had to be before that. So, basically, he, he Semi gets pissed that he gave away all his money. Mm-hmm. So, he writes a thing saying, you know, give me a half a million dollars. And the lady's like, are you sure that's enough? And he so he ends up asking for a million dollars and... <coughs> And so instead of the, of course, the king sending them a million dollars, the king shows up. Right. Uh, during this period of time, they're still working in big dials. Uh, they show up with a gigantic entourage too. It's, it's not just right, right. Of course, know. because he's the king of right. you know Zaman- Zamanda. So um, they're working at McDonald's, and that's when they have the scene with uh, John Amos. With the McDonald's operating <laughs> yeah, manual, which is which is a great little scene. Um, Louis Anderson has his scene earlier in the movie where he's like, "I'm working register, but one day I'll be on fries." <laughs> and that's when the big money starts coming <laughs> in. Anyway, so um, then they have uh, there's a confrontation between Lisa and her father. Because Lisa doesn't, you know, Lisa's father doesn't, John Amos doesn't want her, his daughter to have to scrounge, scrounge right. for money and everything else. And, right. and, and he's just like, well, I, I, you know, I, I'm just going out with him. So that's when they, they go out the first time. And then, of course, the second time around is when they go out to the museum. Now, that's when the king yeah. shows up yeah. and he ends up going to the apartment mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, they changed apartments. Yes, semi the, the landlords. The up landlords in, yeah. up in their place, <laughs> and they're downstairs. So he walks in, and he he walks into the barber shop at first, and says uh, he's looking for Akeem, and they they say, "Oh, Kutakinte, <laughs> he's uh, up on the fifth floor." So he goes up to the fifth floor, and Frankie Faison sitting in the, in the, the, hot, the hot tub, tub and yeah. he's like. You know, I, I took. They moved down into my place. One A goes down to one A, and Simi opens the door, screams in his face, and then slams the door, and then reopens yeah. it, and then he's like, "You, you must be punished," yep. and sends him to the Four Seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Take, make sure that he's bathed thoroughly. <laughs> so anyway, um, so that's where Simi wanted to fucking be in the first place. <laughs> yep. So uh, they come back. From their date, uh, well, they're, when they're in the museum, they, they go. The, 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 they have the whole Zamunda, display of Zumunda, Zumunda yes. and they have his picture on the wall. Yes. So she's just—he's just like, we got to get out of here. Right. So he takes him back home, takes her back to his place, and he sees the rose petals on the ground. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, no shit. Yeah, I, you know, I need some. I need to take care of something. I'll meet up with you later. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. So he goes. Oh, I forgot. At at some point in time, the king and queen. Oh, it was it was uh, Frankie Faison had told him that they worked at McDowell's. McDowell's. So right. they, you know, my son works anyway. So they go there and they talk to John Amos. And, when that's when it's all revealed, and, and that's when everything's when Amos revealed. Turns, he's like, "Oh my God!" You know. Yeah. So at, right We're before that happened, all oh, right before that happened. Uh, uh, the Stole Glow guy had come in and said, just show up tonight and I'll, I'll fix everything up with Lisa. Mm-hmm. So then we do our kind of like everything gets revealed yes. type segment where right. it's like 10 minutes of, you know, bang, bang, bang. Right. So, you know, you have the semi thing. He sends semi to the, the Four Seasons. He goes back to the apartment and he realizes that um, they had left him a note that he, they were at the Four Seasons. So he goes to the Four Seasons during that period of time, or he had dropped off Lisa. Lisa. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, I, I have something I got to do. So he goes and drops Lisa off at home, and that's when John Amos is trying to keep him there, of yeah. course. Yes. So yeah. the Soul Glow guy shows up, and he's just like, you know, the, the woman ain't interested in you anymore. What, what's wrong? No, nothing. Just gotta okay. say goodnight to them. Oh, well, uh, we'll get through this five more minutes. Do we have five minutes? We have five minutes. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, John Amos is like, you know, it, she's not into you and slams the door in his face and then yeah. he knocks again and he's like, you just ain't getting it. She doesn't <laughs> want you anymore. Bunny, 
get him!" and like sends the little yappy dog yeah. after him. So, um, you know, he he finally takes off. Mm-hmm. The John Amos is trying to keep him there because the king is on his way. On his he way called out. the king. The king's on his way over yeah. to his house. So, uh, you know, he's like, "I can't stay." So I'm going to go, and he runs off to the Four Seasons, where he hooks back up with Semi, and then the king and queen are at McDowell's place. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's when he's trying to keep them there, knowing that he's going to come back, and... So he gets he puts the queen in the recliner and puts <laughs> her feet yeah. up and everything and and everything is just kind of like I don't I don't know how to say it's like nouveau riche versus like regal. Yes. So anyway, the father is you know is like goes, well, he just wants he wants he yeah. wants this to come to an end and and he's just like you know she's he goes in to talk to Lisa. Mm-hmm. And tells him, but "Well, you're not, you're not good enough for my he son." He just, yeah, you're not good enough for my son. He just came here to sow his royal oats, mm-hmm. and, and Johnny you know, gets pissed off. You're no like, good. What are you talking about? Amos gets daughter, pissed man. and says, "You know," and and the daughter comes out and takes off. Mm-hmm. She goes She's walking off. off. Well, basically, right after that, Eddie Murphy and uh, shows up. Semi and, and Akeem show up at the house, and they have a confrontation with the father. And he's like, "You know, I love her." You know, uh, and and he's like, uh, basically, we're going home. Mm-hmm. So he goes to tear off after Lisa, and he catches up with her in the subway, and they have this whole big confrontation yeah. in the subway where, you know, she takes the earrings out and says, well, I guess I know where these came from, and throws them at him. And uh, so they... She decides she doesn't want to be with him and leaves, and he ends up turning around and giving this, you know, if you're really a prince, I'll marry you. And he gives her one of the earrings, which yeah. is worth like a quarter of a million dollars right. or some shit. So he goes, he eventually so he goes back. decides that he's going to go back home. Goes back home. Uh, there's there's a confrontation between the king and the queen. What basically, like, it's tradi- the king's like, it's tradition, and who am I to change it? And he's like, I thought you were the king. Yeah. So then we get back to Zamunda, and he's up on the altar waiting for his pre-chosen bride to show up so that they can get married. And they have a nice big entrance, and she gets up to the front, and it's Lisa, and John Amos comes out from behind, right, and it's a whole, you know, it's a whole big reveal that she finally came, and uh, they start kissing, and Paul Bates, who apparently is the priest in the situation, starts saying, we're not at the part yet. So um, then they get together, and they're in the, the little carriage at the end, and he's like, you would have really given all this up for me? And he's like, I would. We still can. And she's like, nah. nah that's, uh... So um, that's it. That's pretty much the movie. Roll credits. And Great. the credits you have uh, where they show all the characters that were in the movie. Mm-hmm. I know that the cab driver's name was Jake something. I think he was a wrestler or a boxer or something. And I just, for the life of me, can't remember. But... um. You know, then you have as they roll the credits and they finally get down to the end, and it's the Mighty Sharp guys, and that's when Eddie Murphy as Sal ends up telling the joke. Uh, you know, you go to a restaurant and you know I ordered some soup and I, you know, I the and the and the waiter is standing there and I told the waiter, you know, he's like, he's like, what's wrong with the soup? And he's like, well, just try it, try it, try it. What's wrong with the soup? Try it. What's wrong with the soup? Try it. It's like, okay, okay. Where's the spoon? Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's his whole joke is that the fucking, what do you know from funny, you bastards? So anyway, that's, that's great, the whole it's thing. It's a great movie. Watch it. <clears throat> yeah. That's the whole movie in 45 minutes. 45 minutes. So anyway. Um, with a lot of detail. A lot of detail. I thought. I'm sorry. I, I lost my outline. That's okay, buddy. So um, next week, uh, We'll be we'll be with uh, Ray and Rumble WCW movie from 2000 because we'll be ramping up for WrestleMania. Yeah, and this is definitely one of those weird movies where Oliver Platt. <sighs> yeah, dude. I mean, there's a lot of people in this movie, including John Cena. Yep. Um, but the um, the thing is, it's it's widely panned. Mm-hmm. People fucking hate that movie. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So. I don't, you know, I, there's plenty of stuff to shit on in the movie, mm-hmm. especially what happened because of the movie. Yes. 
needs to be shit on because yeah. it essentially destroyed WCW. But okay. we'll you know, we'll get to that next week. So again, all social media outlets, you know, Stitcher and all that shit for us. Um, we will see you next week with uh, Ready to Rumble. The royal penis is clean, your